Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Fathomless, D&D podcast set in the world of Fiala. I am your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie, playing Tibble, Mitch, playing Neris, Joe, playing Alton, Laura, playing Rue, and Jake, playing the Fishman. Let's jump into it. Where we last left off, the crew of the Polaris faced uh, with the aid of their on-again, off-again uh, allies slash enemies, Cerise and Loren, uh, an officer of some sort who was hunting down Alton for one reason or another, um, claiming that um, that he was an officer under one Killeen Peacebringer. Um, the, the officers were able to, um, officers of the Polaris were able to, um, detain, shall we say, uh, Vatresh Crow. Um, eventually getting him to surrender uh, before uh, we finished up um, while Loren and Cerise made their getaway. Uh, Excuse you, Loren did not make a getaway. Of sorts, shall we say. Of sorts. So, in the immediate aftermath... Those of you who are on the roof are still on the roof, and it is uh, slowly collapsing uh, due to, uh, in in this particular section, due to a few um, wild missed attacks from one ham. Yeah, so Ham, I will describe, <laughs> will be, like, looking around wildly, probably just snapping everything, um, just in excitement. Um, Ham is very heavy. Rue is also very heavy. Rue had just jumped up on the onto the roof um, and had like, kind of, like, shone this kaleidoscope of colours and um, has sort of still back down to white, but it is very dimmed and then just, like, just shuddering a little bit after, I believe, Fishman... Uh, well, I spoke to him before detaining the um, fugitive, and they just don't seem to be quite paying attention um, in this current moment. And they just say, "Captain's orders, of course," and just 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 keep just like trying to like snap back into focus, but very mechanically. Um, and that's what <laughs> two of the members of the roof party are doing currently. Mm. I don't know the state of the roof or what everyone else is doing, but that's my description. Um, would there be a hole big enough for... Is Nera still in the building? Uh, he is in the front door, I believe. He's like sort of in the um, area of the front door, ushering everyone else out. So if Tibble ducks his... Uh, crawls to the side of one of the holes and ducks his head down, can he see Neris? I would imagine so. 
Um, so Tibble calls out to Neris, um, <laughs> Neris lad, uh, we need to get the bullet down. The assassin's been uh, knocked out. We're taking him back to the ship. Captain. The nurse kind of squints a little bit. Of course. Um, today, nurse, today. And he kind of rushes over to um, where Rue and Fishman are because they're the only others still on the roof. Was Yeah, Fishman was on the roof. <laughs> All right. Good work, you two. Uh, nurse is going to take care of Ham, but we need to get you off the roof. Um, it It's coming down at a at a rapid rate. Uh, is there something that Tibble could tie, like something that looks structurally sound enough for the time being that he could tie his rope to? Uh, roll me a perception check. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's a nine. A nine. Um, in your panic you're not sure if there's anything that's necessarily going to be overly stable um you might be able to rope like hook the rope around the gutter so what tibble does is he pulls his rope out um and starts to tie it uh very tightly around his waist and brace himself and then he tosses it over the edge and he's like all right, which one of you are going, going first? I can hold your weight, but only one of you. The roof is collapsing. Come on. Um, Fishman's going to walk up and be like, Rue, you go first. I'll get the prisoner down. With all due he... respect, I'm very heavy. With all due respect, Rue, I'm stronger than I look. Okay. <laughs> Fishman, um, brace me, will ya? Sure. Fishman will brace the captain. Um, Darby, I'm guessing you'll want to, you're going to want like a athletics. Yeah. So, yeah. I think yeah. athletics is probably the most appropriate thing here. Can I get advantage from the fishman yes. bracing? Yes, because you have got assistance here. Oh, fucking delightful. Um, so that is an 18 plus 7. Okay. <laughs> so that's a 25. Then, so you're able to solidly brace as I take it Rue climbs down? Well, Rue probably or- just like with like long sort of claws, looks looks back at him, looks at both um fishmen and um and just is very like wide eyed in this like panic. Um but they're like the light dims quite considerably, but then they just nod, grab the rope and then just kind of use it to just repel down as fast as possible because again, mm. very heavy robot, regardless, that's gonna break the rope if not your arms. Yeah. So pretty much what we're just gonna do is like you might, in this, like, split second, get the thing that Rue is humouring you to some regard, repels down and just lets go, and then just, like, sprints down to the um the fork. Because, again, seven-foot robot. <laughs> yeah. But, yes. And, again, the eyes are very dim, and it's still, sh- like, shuddering a little bit. 
but they look super squeaky clean and like quite, quite like new. It's look great. Yeah. All right, Fishman, your turn. Um, he will probably be trying to lower the prisoner first as well <laughs> uh, because he's essentially got the equivalent of like a fishing line which he can just basically unwind and let it go to the ground. And I guess he will gesture to Rue to uh, make sure he's okay when he gets down. So basically doesn't land on his head or go kaplat. And then he'll go down the rope shortly after. Okay. Um, of course, we all will want to do that. You want me to make another strength, uh, another athletics? Yeah. I th- yeah. Oh, oh. beautiful. Um, so that's a 21. Yeah, 21. It's, it's enough to... He's a strong little boy. He's a strong little man. (laughs) And and then get Fishman down. Um, And then I I presume you're just using your climb speed to get down yourself. Yeah. So Chibble um, unties the rope, tosses it down to Fishman and says, uh, tie up the prisoner. And he scampers back over to um, Ham and he pats Ham reassuringly and he's like, Neris will come for you, lad. It's okay. We'll just be on the ground. You'll be okay. Good lad. And then he um, scampers down the building as quick as he can. All right. Neris, what are you doing as far as uh, getting ham down? Also, Fishman, can you roll me a... Uh, hmm. I think I think a dexterity check for for tying up, um, tying up the prisoner. Assuming you're the one tying him up. Natural one. <laughs> uh, so that's a four. He does still have a harpoon in him, so he's not going anywhere. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay, you're pretty certain that you've got a really solid knot. But you've accidentally done, like, unbeknownst to anyone, you've accidentally done that trick knot that, like, comes apart just from a a single pull. That takes skill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that settles it. I'm I'm off D&D Beyond for the rest of the night. (laughs) Finally, D&D Beyond dice are cursed. (laughs) Mama mia. They're so cool. I know. <laughs> yeah. D D Beyond, I'll use your dice if you sponsor us. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just give me the weighted dice set, please. <laughs> oh, you already have. <laughs> just weighted it's the not wrong the way. way. I want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Darby paid a premium pack so that all of our <laughs> rolls are flubbed. Which I believe, if I didn't have um, bad rolls in a uh, separate campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoners all tied up. They're ready to get going. He says this with great confidence. I think um, Alton would have been um, just kind of like across the street, uh, probably just like propped up against a wall, like with just like uh, exhaustion um, hits him. And he's just kind of like, uh, he's like darting about like, 
very like uh, trying to consider what to do and then just watches these people come down and talk about the prisoner and he'll make, make his way over. Uh, right. So you caught the, the prisoner, the assassin, he was saying. Neris, lad, are you all right? Um, Neris currently is... Um... Not Neris, sorry. Outen. <laughs> My brain is not working fully functional tonight. Apologies. <laughs> sorry, Neris. <laughs> Outen, lad, are you all right? Uh, well, yes, yes, uh, I believe I took some hits, but uh, we'll get them sorted. Uh, what's going on? Uh, do, do you know who this man is? Well, lad, I was hoping you'd be able to help me with that, but that can wait until the building isn't about to collapse around us. Right. The bullet uh, on the roof. Um, doesn't make for, well, a very stable one. Uh, Neris, what are you doing about Yep. So as everything else is happening, um, as soon as Rue gets down, um, Neris is going to approach and say, I cannot see him. Can you call him towards the edge and I can get him down? Of course. Ham. And Rue somewhat unhelpfully like taps the um the side of the wall. Um does a tink 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 <laughs> the vibrations as well, of which there are probably many. As soon as Neris has visual on hand, where Vortex warping him down about ten feet away from the building next to Rue. Okay. Um yeah, you're able to do that easily enough. I believe it is time to go. Yes, of course. Is okay. everyone out of the building? I have gotten everyone that I could see out. Mm. Captain, it is time to go. I. It's time to go. Um, does Tibble see Loren around? Um, roll me a perception check. Uh, <laughs> Outlook, not likely. Uh, five. Um, uh, no. Um, he saw Cerise leave. Cool. Um, he kind of turns to, has one last look at the building um, and then turns back to his well worse for wear crew. Um, and he's like, I let's go. And they start heading away back to the ship, back towards the ship. Okay. Uh. Um, Alison will roll an inside on table and just the general vibe. Uh, let's see what the intentions are. Um, that's uh, 19. So, Tibble, um, there's probably a couple of things that you can initially read from him. He looks um, 
he, you might have seen him like this before within a uh, proper combat situation, um, but he very much looks like a more serious version of your captain than you would regularly see. Um, you can see the cogs sort of ticking in his brain of um, choices and making certain choices uh, almost without emotion or trying to keep emotion from them. Um, and uh, with a 19, um, you can tell that um, you can probably tell that uh, you can most likely tell that he's going to want to speak to you very soon. Very fair. Does he seem at all hostile towards Elton? No, not okay. at all. He seems a lot more serious than um you would have seen him before, but with a 19, you can, you've, you don't think you've ever seen your captain be hostile, but you can imagine that if he ever was, this wouldn't be it. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. I will kind of just like look towards table and like the, the general like crew of like trepidation and then just kind of look at the um, prisoner, which has been like bound and everything. And then, follow along and be like, all right, like, let's say we have some things to talk about and to figure out. And he'll head along with the crew. Um, As- quick question, Fishman. Your harpoon is, like, the actual harpoon is attached to the gun by rope, is it? Yep. Okay, good to know. It's not fireproof, if that's what you wonder. Don't give him hints, Interesting, <laughs> interesting assumption. Uh, Lorraine, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to say, um, as the party is, like, walking along back to the ship very hurriedly in the middle of a busy city with a person harpooned in their midst, um, alongside them, for a little bit, they would see... Uh, you know, Loren vanished after, you know, uh, near the end of the fight, but they would see uh, someone around her height kind of just wandering near the party, um, scratched up as if she'd been uh, in the tavern as it had collapsed. Uh, Long brown hair uh, kind of pulled up into a messy bun, big brown eyes, but a familiar-ish face. The nose is the same. The mouth is the same. Um, and she is wearing a very dark, uh, like a dress, like a yeah, like a big baggy dress. And she just looks like a young, maybe like twenty-something woman, just with these scratches and bruises. And she's just kind of stumbling along next to the party. And then she's going to almost trip and fall into Neris and just go, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm just so disoriented after, after what happened. I'm so sorry. 
Eris is mildly preoccupied. So, <clears throat> yeah, I guess he's probably just <clears throat> place go to your home. Now, it is not safe to be walking around at the moment. That tavern was my home. Neris is going to look at this person. <laughs> Who is this person? And as he kind of looks at her, she gets this grin and he sees those familiar pointed teeth. That went well, didn't it? Now is not the time. Oh, really? I thought now was exactly the time. I apologize, Miss Hartwell, but we have things to do. If you would excuse us, and he's going to continue walking. She hurries to keep pace with him. That four inches of height difference doing a lot as she kind of scurries along. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she just keeps by Neris and she goes, So you're taking prisoners now? The captain is taking prisoners and I trust the captain. Ah, the captain. You know, when my captain chases down a fleeing member of the police force and harpoons him and ties him up and drags him to a ship, she gets called what she is. And more than that, she knows it. What are they going to call your captain, Neris? And more importantly, what is he going to call himself? A hero? A protector? Someone looking out for the best interests of his crew? A member of the Hydra? You want to talk about the storm, Neris? You're about to be in one. I'll see you on the Phoenix tonight. And then she wanders off into the crowd. <laughs> and for the rest of the party, she would not have, um, she wasn't trying to whisper or anything. So anyone keen to roll a perception check would have heard. I rolled two, yeah. one to see whether Tibble noticed this woman and one to see whether Tibble overheard this conversation. Uh, he noticed neither. Fair. I rolled Rue 16. Yeah, so probably. Neris just stares straight ahead and continues walking. Okay. Um, hmm. Um, Alton, I would say, because you rolled a 16, didn't you? Um, you would notice that the, uh, the rope attached to the harpoon in the leg is, has been severed. Cool. Uh, 
Has the prisoner, like, does he look the same as before? Nothing else is different? Nothing else appears different. Okay. Um, What a time to notice that after hearing that. Interesting. Great. Um, Who's holding the prisoner? Who is holding the prisoner? Fishman? I'd assume it'd still be Fishman. Yeah, 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 cool. Um, Alton would go to uh, close to Fishman and just be like, right, so this apparent officer that you've captured and then just kind of pause to look at Fishman's, like, reaction to this. He claims he is one, yet he didn't act in the interests of the people. He was clearly focused on his job, but I doubt he is a... I have some doubt he is an officer. Yeah, nice. Fair enough. Um, I've never heard his name. And he, like, stared down at him as well. And, um... We tried to reason with him a lot. Like, a lot. Right, and he wouldn't be deterred. He was, he was trying to kill me, right? Yes. Indeed, and of course, who are we to let someone kill our friends, especially out in public? <laughs> Again, he will stare this man down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter of principle. Right, whether well, rather unusual but kind principles you have. Uh, but speaking of this man, um, he appears to have cut the harpoon. I don't know how well secured he is. Just letting you know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Fishman will tug at the rope. <laughs> yeah. At that point, uh, he, at that point, you tug at the rope and it comes loose. <laughs> and <You're a> crafty, <laughs> and I was hoping that uh, this would not be revealed for a little while longer. But uh, you have forced my hand, and he snaps his finger, and uh, it's just dark. I uh, fisherman's gonna like tackle exactly where he was in that moment. <laughs> All right. Uh, Roll, uh, I guess, roll an unarmed strike at disadvantage. Because, yeah, he was, like, literally looking at him. Um, all right, unarmed strike at disadvantage. Yeah. Let's go with a die. That's a 14. That's pretty good. And that's a 16. So a 14, that's 18. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you tackle into him. Cool. Uh, I want him pinned on the ground, <laughs> and I will right. tie him with more rope <laughs> um, at my next, at my earliest convenience. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is going to. Uh, he also for the takes two damage. Okay. Snap <laughs> break uh, concentration. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is. 
Yeah, he is going to uh, try to break free. Um, so that's going to be. Can he see anything? <laughs> uh, nobody can feel you. Yeah. Um, so it's an. So it would be an athletics on your part against acrobatics or athletics for him. Um, well, that's a natural 20, isn't it? <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. Um, so that's a 14. For me. Yeah. That, that, he doesn't manage it. I got a four. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, um, again, I... But he is also as a... Uh, no, he hasn't had a short or long rest. He's He's used this. Okay. Yeah. He can't do anything with his bonus action. What is happening right now? He's appeared to use a spell which makes everything dark and I've tackled him to the ground and I'm currently, I think, tying him up with throne. I can't <laughs> see. I would suggest... Uh, Sir Vartresh, Mr. Crow, that you would... Cease this action so that we can have that friendly discussion we were talking about. Lest we have to take further action. Criminals are not friendly. <laughs> You're one to talk. Killing someone in the middle of the street, not willing to speak about it. A wanted fugitive. I but... How can you be sure that this isn't someone wearing their skin? Or that there isn't other things at play? Uh, someone who would kill someone first without asking questions. You know who that is to me? That's a criminal. Is now, can we discuss this civilly? Or are you going to make me into the thing you claim me to be? Darius backs up out of the smoke. And I'm happy to roll either an intimidation or uh, yeah, persuasion th- on that. I think that's an intimidation. Um, not as good as he could get, but not that bad either. That's about a 15. About a 15. It is a 15. 12 plus 3 is 15. And not about a... Sorry. All right. Uh, I would come. And we will negotiate. That's all I've been asking from the very start. Will you drop this darkness, please? He drops it. All right. Um, can I roll for tying rope in the dark? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, dexterity at disadvantage. Why am I using DD beyond? <laughs> Um, so that's an eight. <laughs> eight. <laughs> okay. Um, the knot's decent this time. It's just way too loose. Like, all it would take would be a quick shimmy and he'd be out. Uh, when the darkness drops, uh, Tibble is going to check the rope. I feel like that's not outside of the realm of possibility, considering the prisoner just got it. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, roll me an investigation check. That's 12. 12. I mean, it seems reasonable. <laughs> it's a solid knot. Tibble, um, he very subtly um, pulls out the Starseer cutlass and um, no, he's too short for this to really be threatening. <laughs> um, um, Fishman will lift the captain up to eye level, I guess. No, no, don't worry about that. Um, Tibble turns to Fishman and he says, keep your weapon trained on him. All right. He gets his bonking. Apologies, Mr. Crow, for not, uh, keep, not, uh, just taking you for your word. But I think you'll understand that, uh, I have reason not to believe you. <laughs> you are not as foolish as you've seen. You'd be surprised how many people tell me that. All right. Um, but yeah, Fishman will take out his whacking stick and he'll be casting <laughs> Shalala on it as well. Okay. Alton is just looking just so stressed, still quite confused. And he's just, just looking like really, really exhausted. This has all really taken a toll on him. So he's just kind of like, Ugh. Looking, it looks up at the sky and just like it just follows them along silently. I will note, and I'm happy to run this in with the um, with the insight that Alton already rolled. That animosity that you expected to be directed at you that you've never seen from your captain, mm. you can feel it radiating off him. Mm-hmm in waves which is uh, would be funny if it wasn't such a serious situation given the stature and appearance of your captain (laughs) but you can tell that he is not impressed by this person um how perceptive is alton at the moment as well like passive perception yeah just passively Uh, 16 16 um because yeah fishman would have like once he heard about the fugitive part and he could finally see Alton as well, might have given like a sideways glance, but only one. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> kind of like a hum. <laughs> I'll think on that later. <laughs> Alton probably just sort of just like, like spread his hands apart, like, yeah. <laughs> Like a kind of a non-committal gesture and just like kept following. We head directly back to the ship. Okay. What's it looking like on the streets? Because it's mid-afternoon now, yeah? Yeah. Um, once, once you get past the... Uh, once, once you get past the stretch of street that the tavern was on... Mostly seems business as usual. Um, 
um, Neris maintains that 20, 25 feet of distance. Thanks okay. behind everyone watching everything. All right. All right. So you make it back to the ship without any further incident. Um, once they get back to the ship, um, Tibble turns to his senior officers and Rue, um, and he addresses them while this prisoner is still here. He's like, I'm going to have this prisoner, uh, taken down below decks. Any who wish to come for these negotiations are welcome to. Alton, you and I should have a chat. Be that before or afterwards is up to you. I do not wish any that do not wish to be involved to involve themselves. I am willing to make this a personal vendetta. If any of you are uncomfortable in participating with what I am currently about to do. I have no intention of this turning anything other than an enlightening conversation. However, our friend here may have other plans. And I'm going to put the safety of my crew first. Um, Fishman will say, um, I'll be in there in but a moment, Captain. There is something I'd like to do first. Could someone please hold as he gestures out the rope to someone? Tibble um, will take the prisoner himself. Um, yeah, he'll take the rope. <laughs> um, so, Fishman, are we at the boat? Our boat yeah. right now? Yeah. So, Fishman's going to climb up to the crow's nest and he's going to try and attract some kind of bird, if he can. Uh, roll me an animal handling check. Food or rations or, or something. Chips. <laughs> yeah. Or some chaps. So you haul out some <laughs> rations. Yeah. Um. Oh, D&D Beyond, why do you do this to me? At yeah, 12. <laughs> 12. Um, it takes a bit, but eventually you, um, attract a gull. But- oh. Um, he's going to use... <laughs> Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Speak with animals. Yeah. Um, and he's going to ask for the goal to fly around our general vicinity. Um, and just have a look at stuff. And then shortly after, he's going to cast Beast Sense. Okay. And essentially, he would like to scout to see if, see what's going on. How's the tavern doing? What's the scene over there? Is there anyone searching nearby us? Is there anyone coming directly for us? And I can essentially see and hear and feel anything the beast is currently 
hearing, seeing, or feeling. Yeah. Um, how long does it last? It says um, concentration up to an hour. Okay. So... I'm only wanting to just do a quick look. Yeah. Um, um, as I told the captain, I'd be there sure. So, for a quick look... Yeah, there's not... Uh, there's, there's obviously a bit of, like, panic going on around the tavern. Um, the guards are, like, the city guard are probably just showing up around now. Um, but, um, yeah, there's not much they can do. Um, the roof has yet to really, like, the roof hasn't collapsed. Um, but it is in serious disrepair. Um... And does it look like we're in any immediate danger? Uh, no, not from not from what you can judge. Cool. Yeah, uh, Fishman's happy with that. He'll um, he'll end that beast sense spell and make his way back down. <laughs> um. So yeah, he'd probably join in the interrogation. Um. So I'm not sure who's there. Yeah, but he would have been gone for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I think Alison probably would have um, said to uh, Tibble, like, um, yeah, no, I think I probably do need a chat. I mean, I'd like to be involved in the interrogation, of course, but it would be great to figure out, like, where I am right now with the crew and you. I, uh, of course, lad. <sighs> okay. Rue. Neris. Um, Rue, you're, you're my guest here. I do not expect you to have to be involved in things that you do not wish to partake in. Neither you or Youngham and Neris. You've always been a bit more switched on than me. If you think this a dangerous course of action for you to be involved in, I will take no offence. Rue just nods with their, like, their, their big eyes. Just right. they, would, they would have like sent Ham off to their room most immediately. They just stand there and just nod. Of course. Captain. Your judgment has always been sound. If you believe this is the right course of action, then your crew will follow you. Tibble looks up at Neris, um, and there's probably this look that, um, I don't know if any of you will be able to read what that look is, but it has a warmth behind it. Um, unless you guys rolled a very high insight, you probably would not be able to interpret what it is. I am. Now, Mr. Crow. 
Would you be kind enough to um wait comfortably until I've had a conversation with uh, this supposed fugitive of yours? I'm amenable to that. Though I Wonderful. do not have all day. Oh, of course. Well, uh, all things going well, we'll have you out by this evening. Does that suit? That should suffice. Wonderful. Neris, if you'd be so kind, take him below decks. Uh, our um, guest room will do fine. And if we can have at least two people standing guard until I return. I'm going to have a uh, a chat with Alton. The guest room, Captain. Oh, well, we wouldn't want Mr. Crow to be uncomfortable now, would we? We will extend to him the kindness that he neglected to uh, extend to us. If you would follow me, please. And Nurse will escort this individual to the guest room. Um, Tibble's also going to, um, once Neris wanders off, um, he'll call up to, uh, Fishman and just be like, uh, we'll be back for, uh, negotiations within the hour. I'll find you when I return so you can be present. Is calling that up. <laughs> All right. I'm going to assume Fishman hears that. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say it's probably at this time that Fishman will um, probably meet and relay the fact that we're not in any immediate danger to the captain. And then he probably would have followed Neris. Wonderful. Um, the next thing Tibble does is he finds one of the. Um, general crew uh let's say mm, yeah naravoy um the giant folk part <laughs> yeah sorry um and he calls to them and says uh naravoy uh could you please send a message to the hydra um, that a situation has happened uh, and we may need some uh, fundings for construction repairs that I will discuss with them uh, either later this evening or first thing in the morning, whichever suits. Tell them to expect a full uh, report once the situation has been handled. Will do, boss. Thank you. Now, Alton, join me for a walk. Um, yes, of course. Okay. So, meanwhile, back somewhere in the city, uh, where where do we find our uh, our two pirate frenemies of the Polaris? Well, 
Well, initially, um, you find, again, that <clears throat> brown-haired girl who... Neris wouldn't have realised because he was a little preoccupied, but um, Irik is uh, not part of Alter Self and therefore was hiding in her hair like a little scarf. Um, and she's just kind of chattering to him as she darts through the city. She knows exactly where Cerise is. And uh, she is going to make her way to Cerise's favourite brothel. And uh, go in to find Cerise, probably talk to the madam as she walks in, dropping the altar herself and being like, Good afternoon. Uh, just gotta just gotta have a conversation with the captain. Is she in her usual room? Yes. Of course, of course. Uh, how's the kids? Uh, pretty good. Oh, good. How's, oh, good. How's the ship? Oh, better than ever. Did the uh, kids get the archery kit we sent for Christmas? For Winter Crest. <laughs> Winter Which? Solstice, whatever we have here in Fierlor, the winter holidays. Spring birth. Spring, Spring birth. Yes. Did they get the archery set, you said? Aye, they did. They did. Oh, beautiful. Hope they haven't taken anyone's eye out. You're lucky I talked Cerise down from sending proper arrows with it. Oh, yes, I'm thankful for that. Just... A warning, I'm not entirely sure, but there may be a bit of a crowd in there. There always is. <laughs> Catch you later, madam. And then she heads on up to Cerise's room and does the... You hear a muffled enter, but it's not Cerise's voice. I'm giving all of you 10 seconds to get off me, Captain. I have to have a conversation with her. <laughs> and she loudly just... Eight, seven, six... Until she gets to one and then she opens the door. So there is a few people around. Not a massive crowd. You know, like five people. <laughs> um, but Cerise is still... Nowhere to be seen until suddenly a woman's skirts move and Cerise appears from beneath them. Oh, what do you want this time? I'm sorry, Captain. I figured we should maybe debrief after the morning we just had. Everybody out. Sorry to spoil the fun. You can have her back in like 10 minutes, she says, as these people all walk past her. Stay warm. Cerise is topless at this point, and she is not putting a shirt back on. She just sits back down. Loren is completely used to this behavior. Um, so, thoughts? What did they end up doing? Did they catch him and take him with them? Or did they I, kill him? 
Well, it was touch and go there for a minute. But uh, no, they captured him. Fishman tied him up. I'm sure you would have pre appreciated that view. And then they carried him off to the boat. In broad daylight in front of all those people. I... An officer of the law. An officer of the feckin' law. I think I misjudged them. Yes, I think we did. And I'm not sure that's a good thing. They might be a little more fun to play with now. But is it really worth playing? If this Tibble Clover can put on a kind face and then turn around and order a shoot to kill in the broad daylight for for a perceived slight against someone who's clearly a suspicious person then we're not playing with a with a well forgive the metaphor we're not a cat playing with a mouse we're a cat playing with another cat <laughs> More like a tiger playing with a cat, but there hasn't been anyone fun to play around with. You know, long time. No. Not since Undine. Undine? Uh, the captain that Sin Seekers took the boat from. I, were you ever going to mention me that you knew the shark man? I only really figured it out when we were talking. Well, it seems a hard trait to forget. Well, he didn't have the teeth. Back then? He was, was a little different and he seemed a lot more... Uh, carefree and... I'm not going to say jovial, but you know what I mean. Right. He was ruthless when he was with the pirates. Well, he took a huge chunk out of me, Captain. I think he was still pretty bloody ruthless. I think he just has kids now. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, what do you want me to do then? Well, I don't know, Captain. I'm just saying I don't trust them. You know I tried looking into them afterwards and I can barely get any public records on half of them. I never said we had to trust them. I know, but Janice doesn't exist until like nine years ago. His wife doesn't exist until nine years ago. Uh, Fishman barely exists at all. Neris, I can barely find anything. Rue is a newcomer, so I haven't even had a chance to find anything, but I doubt I would. Alton has a couple, you know, pictures in the paper where he's standing shadowy in the background, but nothing much beyond that. And Tibble has a bunch of marriage, like a marriage certificate and a bunch of announcements. I can't find anything about these people. We'll just have to be a little more careful. <sighs> Besides, who's to say they won't open up if we 
extend laurel of friendship. At least for a little bit. I'm still speaking with Neris tonight on the Phoenix about you know what? Well, if Neris is coming on board, then I shall be in my cabin. Should you wish to... Are you sure? He'd be an idiot not to bring protection with him. He might bring Fishman. All the more reason for me to be there. Absolutely. I'll let you know if you're necessary to negotiations, Captain, or if you and Fishman can stand outside the door. <laughs> All right. Now, have you done panicking at me? Aye, Captain. Permission to go offshore for a couple hours. My ears are itching, the air's dry up here. Go. And send them back in, please. Aye, Captain. Would you like an extra one for your trouble? No, the ones I've got now will do fine. All right. And she knocks on the door as she opens it. And she goes, she's all yours. And then picks the most clothed one and just like gives them a little like shoulder pat as they. <laughs> and then she is going to exit the brothel. She's going to walk down to the pier. And then who knows what she does next. Okay. So, back on the Polaris. Um, Tibble, I believe you are taking Alton aside. So, um, Tibble will have actually taken Alton back off the Polaris. Um, and he... As they begin walking, at first he's quiet, um, and then he looks up to Alton and he says, um, How, uh, I know obviously you've been to port here in Ankathar before, um, with us, but you've not been sailing with me for long, lad. How familiar are you? Have you been here many times? Not really. No, it's not really in my, you know, waters. Can I show you somewhere? Sure. And Tibble, um, instead of turning right to go further into town actually veers off to the left um where the road goes out of town and there's actually a path leading up a hill um and at first he's um sort of walking up and it is uh it's not like a huge steep hill it's just like clearly seems like someone has um 
you know, taken their time wearing in a gentle path um, up say, to the top of this so cliff. sad if you, like, climb this huge hill. Yeah, no, it's not a um, rough path at all. It seems like maybe a few people take this path um, in a gentle sort of strolly way. But um, when um, you reach closer to the top of the cliff, um, it's empty. And you can see that there's um, a stone makeshift bench um, and that the cliff overlooks uh, the rolling waves of the ocean and the entire port city. And Tibble takes... Oh, my goodness. Sorry, my microphone decided to try and attack me. (laughs) Um, Tibble takes a seat um, on the stone bench and he kind of hits, pats the seat uh, next to him. It's like, do you mind if we sit, lad? No, no, of course not. Ah, fun little, um, nice scenery. I had a cliff like this back in my city and uh, people had an unfortunate habit of getting pushed off, off it. Just like home. Ah. And he'll sit down. Well, we'll try not to make it too homely for you then. <laughs> now, uh, Alton, there's a lot that we have to discuss, but I want to ask you a question before, well, before I ask you many questions about what has just occurred, but this one may not seem all that relevant. But it will, I promise. I want to know why it is you think that I hired you to work upon the Polaris. Don't think about it too hard, just... Don't think what I want you to answer. Why do you think that I hired you? Well, your old cook had retired and I came with an extensive amount of experience in running kitchens and such. As being a medic on the side, I suppose I just had the experience. Right. And um, you're familiar now with at least some, if not most, of the crew, especially doing the job that you do. Yes, that's right. So you'd be uh, maybe aware that um, I have people under my employ, such as Neris or uh, Janice, even Fishman in his own way, that, well, you know what, even Kara, that will look into things a little deeper than I do. I don't know much about you, lad. But I do know that the background checks that we ran you don't have the qualifications that well, that you told me in that interview. And believe it or not, I knew it then. 
I see. So, with that knowledge, why do you think that I hired you? There's no wrong answers here. Hmm. I can't say I much know about many of your... Why you do much of anything. Sorry if that's a bit rude. You're a different kind of fellow. It's not rude at all. I am a little different. And that's something that I struggle with. With most people around me is not really understanding why they do the things they do. So all I can do is take the actions that I do and try not to regret them. Alton, I hired you because I could see that you were someone who was trying to get away from something. I don't know what. I didn't look that deep. I think you'll find that with many of my crew, you're in like company. Not... Not everyone, but most of them have something that they're running from or that they'd rather keep in the past. As a captain, the way that I like to captain and the way that I think the world would be very different if others captained like I did, is that I don't think that people should be held as tightly to their past as others would like them to be. If I were the kind of person who was to not give someone an opportunity because other people wanted to keep them in the past, I wouldn't be married to Kara. Half of the people on my crew wouldn't be working under me. And I think a great many of them would have already left my employee by now. Hells, Neris is so ridiculously overqualified for his job. It's not even funny. But the lad chooses to stay. And that keeps happening. And I do wonder if it might be part of my willingness to give people the second chances that they don't think people will readily give them. Are you following me, lad? Yes, yes, I think so. Things are making a bit more sense. Yes, I did notice you have a couple of lost puppies on the crew. And they can make good workers. I, they can, but most of them just want an opportunity to, you know? A lot of people don't get the opportunities they should in life because of things they might have done or said in the past. 
And don't get me wrong, there are some things that are unforgivable in my eyes. But I think it would surprise you the amount of things that aren't. Saying all of this, I am a captain who likes to give as much to his crew as he gets. And I understand if this situation, brother, uh, would make you maybe want to move on. I mean, that wasn't exactly low profile, what happened back there. You are under the employ of a known and reputable company and under the employ of a captain who has years behind him. So has many who know him. However, I would like to help you not live in the past and not have to run, if you'll allow me. I see, so you would wish to help me despite the danger, who knows how much danger it would bring to you. The fact that we work for the, the heads of the Hydra who are never ones to invest, to make it a poor investment. I can definitely, um, I can definitely leave. I can go on the run. Alton, there's a reason why they invest in me. For many years, it was well beyond me, but they know that I get things done and that I have a loyal crew who follows me. Dealing with the heads of the Hydra is my responsibility. I don't want you or any of the other crew to have to shoulder that. Neris does within the confines of keeping me in check, as do the others within a certain capacity, but wrongdoings fall on me. So if the wrongdoings of my crew fall on me, I think sometimes it's okay for the wrongdoings to be my own. And I'd much rather take a step and do something wrong and give someone an opportunity, then write them off and not take a risk. All this being said, there is going to need to be some give and take here. To best help you if you do wish to stay. I need to know more details than I was looking into. No, I wasn't looking in the bad phrasing. I did not look further into the weird things behind your employee. But I think it's time that I knew some of them so that I know how best to protect yourself and the rest of my crew. And how best to deal with that idiot back on the ship. 
I really would have just had a conversation with him, but he kept shooting. Yes, they seem to be a bit like that. A lot of people don't take me on face value, which they should a lot of the time. When I say something, I generally mean it. It's very rare when people... Mm. And throughout this whole conversation, Alton has been, like, very tense, listening very, very intently, obviously, like, thinking hard. Um, He just kind of leans forward. All right. I can fill you in on a bit. Maybe we'll see... Honestly, well, if you actually do decide to sell me out or something, you've been speaking very pretty words, and you do seem to be a kind person, but if you're going to sell me out or kill me or something, just let me know first. But all right, I'll tell you a bit about what I know. Not something I plan on doing, but you'll be the first to know if I if I do somehow miraculously change my mind and go against my crew. But I've got at least 20 years of experience and, uh, well, references that can back up that I, I'm not that sort, lad. Of course, if you say so. <clears throat> Apologies about my voice, I'm losing it a little. Um... All right. Well, I'll let you a little bit of know. I don't know exactly who that man is, but he said he worked for Killane Peacebringer. Was that if I heard right? I, that is what he said. Yes, that's that's not good news. Who right. is Killane to you, if that's not too much to ask? Honestly, I don't know too much about her. She kind of just... I don't know, she's some higher-ranking guardswoman who... Well, I'll start from the beginning. So, uh, my city I've spent the most time in is Tovamar from the island Aramar. And, well... It's a city that for oh, hell's over a century has been run entirely by a gang called the Crimson Lakes. And I mean, literally everyone has been involved in it. If you're not involved in it, then you're probably just going to, you're just being used or you're going to run into a handy, the, the handy little thing where uh, you end up caught up in a lake or in the ocean. So, naturally, I was working there as a healer, a medic at a clinic. And because I'm not fucking weak, I joined up as well. Mostly just as a medic. Because that's what I'm good at. So I'm doing what everyone else is doing. And then... About four months ago... Suddenly... This Killane Peacebringer... Does all these sweeps... 
and raids somehow I, I think we think that they'd been spying earlier on some of the nobles were finally getting all antsy about being controlled and sent for outside help so they come in and they slaughter everyone they, they capture everyone they take them to the gallows so quickly that no one knows no one knows what to do about it no one knows how to get away I mean I was in the clinic and they still came for me but the silly thing is, they didn't even have any fucking proof that I was part of it. They just knew a drow was part of it. <laughs> so my patients and my boss stood up for me and said, no, obviously this man is not a gang member. And he looked kind of embarrassed by this, which gave me time to get away. I did not think that anyone would be chasing after me. I am I am a small fry. I am not involved in any of the leadership. Mostly did healing. Why on why would someone come and try to assassinate me? I mean Sure, yes, I'm probably wanted. Yes, I've done crimes, but this is ridiculous. I didn't think didn't think I'd have to do much. All I did was change my name and find a job far away. But that about sums up what's happened. It looks like she's gone on a war hunt for anyone who's gotten away. And yes, I had a contact here who, yes, faked my resume a little bit, got me the job, and he sold me out. So... That's how the assassin found me. You know, back on uh, one of the first ships I ever worked on, I actually worked with, well, a member of your gang. He was a good fella. <laughs> Hard worker. Kind. imagine a lot of good people are killed or assassinated or taken to the gallows. A lot of bad people too, surely. But this is exactly why I don't like those shoot first ask later types. <laughs> exactly why that idiot back there almost got himself killed. Some people don't know when to stop shooting. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that, lad. <laughs> something I expected for a while. I mean, I've evaded death for so long. Something stupid like this would happen. You know, you know a lot of people who are uh, drawn into the life of crime are generally from backgrounds where it can't be avoided. <laughs> from towns like yours where there aren't really any other choices no I definitely agree on that one well apart from the fucking nobles who just do it because they have the power to aye but the nobles were born into privilege weren't they so they didn't they have the choice mm. true that 
Alton, you've got my protection as long as you would like it. And this Kalein. That's the one. If she comes anywhere near any of my crew, well, I might just turn into the criminal that uh, that officer wants me to be. Hmm? But what's so wrong with criminals? Are they not just people who have done things that, uh, given a different title, would be legal? Such as an officer? My husband just does this, like, big grin. As he would know what I was expecting. You know, that's the second time someone said something similar to me today. And I'm beginning to think that maybe I don't come across as uh, open book as I appear. Uh, didn't exactly have the greatest impression of the heads of the Hydra to begin with. I have works work. Works work. Right. But can I have a... a- can I have your assurance that you will protect me? I mean, I'm not just some sob story. <laughs> I spent time in prison. I've killed people. I wouldn't have hired you on a sob story, Alton. I know that you can hold your own. I know that despite the things that hold you back, you work twice as hard as anyone else. There is a reason Kara is with you, and it's not to keep you under watch. It's because... It's because when I hired you, I knew you two would get along. (laughs) You're both similar in... in some sort of way. Now I say that, she's... she's a strong person. Tibble, um, kind of shoves himself off the bench and gets down on like a knee in front of um Alton and he said says Alton Bainman I swear to you as your captain and as maybe a potential friend that I will do everything in my power to protect you within reason. The reason being not overtly endangering the rest of the crew as I extend this protection to them also. But if we have to bend a few rules or go around a few people to keep you and the rest of the crew safe, we will do that. And he stands up and brushes off his pants. He's like, is that good? Will that do? (laughs) Gee, Captain, I'm flattered. Yes, that... (laughs) That sounds good. I look forward to seeing what happens. I'll stick around a little bit. You need a healer. And let's just see what... (laughs) 
<clears throat> where things go. I'll try my best to not get anyone caught in the crossfire if it gets too bad. I can leave. It's not the first time I've had to do that. Alton, I'll support any decision you make, but please, if you do, think on leaving. Well, I suppose it's the same as you asked me as far as double crossing. If you do think on leaving, please let me know first. (laughs) Sure, it's a deal. Wonderful. Shall we go deal with this idiot then? Yes, yes. Got a couple of questions for him. Perfect. And as, um, you know, the sun is starting to move to dusk, they leave down the cliff back to the Polaris. Yes. And as you head towards your, uh, your interrogation, that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Thanks for listening. listening. See you next week, everyone. We'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. Gotcha. Bye. So are we all glad we got to see Cerise's boobs this session? <laughs> that was the highlight. Uh. Also, thank you, Darby, for rolling with everything we offered. <laughs> yes. It was very good. I enjoyed that. I like how, once again, there was a, a line about Fishman as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I mention Fishman, I just see Jake in the corner just go, it's <laughs> so funny <laughs> every time that Fishman gets mentioned is when like Fishman botches a role yeah <laughs> uh, Cerise, Cerise is making a salacious comment about him again yeah